0: Hey, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. We are sponsored by our, the best sponsor, right? Leap Spirits. Here, it's it's awesome. And today we're making a drink. Wags, you are the master of the drink. So what are you making for us today? Today we're making a leaping Greyhound. And so this
1: is a really very basic drink. Of course, we're going to start with our Leap Spirits Vodka. One and a half ounces in each drink. And Dane, this is so easy, you can do this at home, either using a tumbler or a highball glass. And then next, we're just going to get some grapefruit juice, fill that most of the way. I love this. This is looking really good. Absolutely. And then just a splash of cranberry juice. Wisconsin's finest cranberry juice. Absolutely. And then we're going to garnish with some grapefruit slices. Yes. And we're all set to go. Cheers, go back Go. Go pack up Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart start. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't sure with no mercy cutting no slack, no. I ain't the best sport and I'll leave a wish you good luck. Only thing I will say is- Welcome in to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags. Joining me, as always, is co-host Dane. And Dane, we had some big news break finally today. It was what we were expecting, but a little bit of clarity. And um, I am really looking forward to your reaction. But Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee and announces that his intention is to play for the New York Jets. Dane, I think we have to get into our instant reaction on that. Um, and, and then we're also going to touch on, uh, some of the, uh, news on some of the free agency updates here with the Packers as well. So Dane, first of all, how are you doing this evening and how are you feeling? And what's your general reaction to finally getting the news on Aaron Rodgers today?
0: Hey, Wags, good evening. Um, hope you're doing well too, buddy. Uh, you know what? So, Mixed, I, I think, a little bit, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh Rogers himself said it's a little bit bittersweet. Uh, it is a little bit bittersweet. Aaron Rodgers spent a ton of time, 18 years in Green Bay, 15 years as a starter for the Packers. We don't have to go over his resume. We all know how important Aaron Re- Rodgers has been to the um, organization and to all of us fans out there. But that being said, it felt like it was time to move on. I know we... We had some discussion, this podcast, and even last season that we thought maybe it, it may have made sense to, to move on then. Well, it's not official, official for all intents and purposes. It's official that Aaron Rodgers won't be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers in 2023. Um, kind of odd to say, but I, I, with that said, I will say that I'm optimistic and I am excited, uh, for, for a, a fresh start. Uh, with a, a young team that I think uh, has a lot of potential, and a, a quarterback, Jordan Love, that's had the um, ability uh, to be able to watch from one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game for the last few years. And I'm excited to see what Jordan Love can do, Wags. I think we're one of the first um, Packer um, podcasts and followers that were just all in on Jordan right away when this uh, this news broke. And I, I sincerely mean, and I know you do too, Jordan Love time. I'm excited to see what Jordan can do. He's got the keys of the car now, um, and that's not to take a damn thing away from what Aaron Rodgers meant to this organization, but um, I feel like it's in the best interest of Aaron and for the organization maybe to move on at this point, point. and now it's full steam ahead as far as I'm concerned. Jordan Love Era starts today, March fifteenth, twenty 2023.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of things to be excited about. I know there's still, I don't think as much of a a minority of vocal Packer fans out there that are not sold on Jordan Love, listen, there's nothing that he's done over a full season. So technically, maybe you're not wrong. Fine, I, I'll acknowledge that. But um all indications are from the players on the team, from the front offs, from the coaching staff, everyone seems to say unanimously, Jordan Love can play. And that wasn't necessarily what we were hearing. Even a little bit by last off season, um, Dane, you said it. Both of us, it wasn't so much that we were totally sold on Jordan Love at this time last year, as much as it just felt like it was the right time to move on. Now hindsight's twenty twenty, but we've gained a year. The same I think can be said clearly with the Aaron Rodgers situation. But one thing that we've definitely gained clarity on is that Jordan Love is a starting caliber quarterback in this league. Yes. And so I think he's going to be able to go out there from day one as QB1 now, moving forward into the rest of this offseason, build some chemistry with a lot of young players on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think he already, you could argue, may have had more chemistry than Aaron with some of those young receivers coming into last season. We saw that all during camp. Um, Aaron wasn't part of the offseason program, didn't go to any of the OTAs. He begrudgingly came to the mandatory training camp and, and listen, you know, Aaron's a veteran coming off back to back MVP seasons. You know, I, I get it, but with the turnover that we had, we questioned whether that was going to be in the best interest of not only Green Bay Packers and those young players, but for Aaron Rodgers himself. And I think based on. The performance of both Aaron and the rest of this offense in the first half of the season. Um, there may have been other reasons for that, injuries to the offensive line, etc., uh, that contributed to some of that choppiness, but he didn't do himself any favors. Now we can move forward with Jordan Love. And I think not only is Jordan Love someone that I think is going to come in and, and play and play well, um, he might have some inconsistency, just like any other player in this league. But he's going to be able to go into the rest of this off-season training program with the full clarity, full support, and full backing of everyone in this Green Bay Packers organization. And I think that's going to mean so much for still a young player coming into uh, his first opportunity to show what he can do in this league. And I could not be more excited for how this is transpiring uh, for Jordan Love and that he's going to be able to uh, move forward and build around him, build cohesion, and, and be that vocal leader right away um, in the Packers offseason pro program. There's nothing to be hanging over his head. Nobody's going to be looking over his shoulder and saying, is Aaron Rodgers going to walk back into the locker room tomorrow? This is Jordan Love's team. And so, um you know, whether you are sold on Jordan Love or not, I think that is going to be a, a really, really big benefit for the Packers and for this team uh, as we move forward into this offseason.
0: Yeah. You know, we saw this a uh, number of years ago. Now we're old enough to remember Wags, um, the, the Farf situation, which is eerily similar, uh, to the Aaron Rodgers situation now, uh, in, even down to where they're going <laughs> to New York, but. One thing that I I think struck us, it was that you started to hear stories once Aaron started having a little bit of success in that first season, where you started hearing that, you know, Aaron was building a rapport with the practice squad guys and some of the other guys when Brett took a rest day or, you know, for whatever reason, or just on the scout team that Aaron had been building rapport. Fast forward 18 years, and I've got to wonder if the same hasn't happened.
1: okay so Dane has some technical difficulties there I'm gonna sub in and build off of what you're saying Dane um, I, I I think not only on the field but off the field as well listen these guys are professionals they've got a job to do they're going out there every day and it doesn't matter how old you are or if you're buddies with other guys on the team but the reality is Jordan loves what I think 25 and he's clearly he spends time. With a bunch of the other guys uh, on this team, and I'm not saying Aaron didn't have like real friends on the Packers team over the years, and and even as recently as this last couple of seasons, but it's just different, you know. When you've got a guy that's you know of his lofty nature, uh, maybe it wasn't uh, as much uh disconnect as, as reportedly what was happening in Denver with Russell Wilson. Um, so I'm not saying Aaron didn't get along with teammates. I don't want to really reprise that. But, you know, Jordan Love, he's got way more in common. He's more connected, um, especially with the young offensive skill position players. Um, he's there uh every day during the offseason. He's working with them. And so... I, those things matter. I, I'm sorry. Like, yes, the performance on the field matter, the work you do, the talent to be able to play the, the hardest position in sports, uh, it, it, that all matters. Uh, but certainly chemistry, putting in the work, connecting, and, and working with the guys that you're going to be out there with every Sunday, not only in August and September, uh, but in April and May and June. Uh those are things that I think can make a big difference uh with the performance of the football team. Um, I think it lets the coaches and uh really coach their their players. They can build a an identity and urgency and hold guys accountable. Um and again, I, I don't want to say that Aaron was uncoachable or he didn't but it's just different. It just is. And so I think this is a, a really you know, you could argue maybe we're not going to be a Super Bowl contender next year. We'll see. Um, you know, I'm not arguing that all of a sudden we're the favorites in the NFC now that we've gone from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, but at the same time, there, there's this could be a situation where a step back means two or three steps forward uh, over the next few seasons, and I think that's what we should really be holding our hat on and, and and let's see what Jordan Love can really do. Yeah,
0: I mean, spot on. Sorry for the technical difficulties, folks. Um, spot on. You know, I remember we had uh, Tony Mall and, um, and Darren College, uh, two uh, former Packer offensive linemen. They, they own a, a, a winery now in uh, California, Awesome Guys, Three Fat Guys Winery. They were on our podcast and uh, no, now a couple of years ago, probably, but Wags. Um, I remember them telling story about how Brett was Brett Favre when they were there. It was a huge deal. and They were there during the transition and Aaron was just one of the guys. Aaron was a guy who was you know hanging out, sitting on the couch. Uh, playing video games and all of that. And you've got to wonder if, you know, history didn't repeat itself in that way as well. And that's just natural, right? Uh, Aaron's a dude who's nearly 40 years old and NFL, it's a young man's game. It's a game of guys that are in their early 20s and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Wags, Jordan Love, he's still only 24 years old. I checked on that uh, when when you were talking. He doesn't turn 25 until November. So he's a guy who's the same age as some of the rookies that are just coming in. Um, So, of course, I think that they're probably going to have more in common. They're probably going to have kind of those shared experiences. And, um, you know, we're, we're even seeing it offline. He's going to guys' weddings and some of that. And that's just because there's a rapport. You're friendly with the guys that come in with your draft class. You're friendly with the guys that you're spending time with. Um, so does that correlate to on-field production? Who Who knows? But it's such an interesting test case here in Green Bay. So often quarterbacks are rushed on the field and it's sink or swim immediately. And in Green Bay now, in back to back 10 years, we are seeing a guy who has an opportunity to learn the NFL game, learn the behind the scenes, and then, you know, see if it correlates to on field production. And the Packers have that ability. And if Jordan, you know, is able to seize that, we're going to see maybe another test subject that would be two in a row where we have success. But I'll tell you what, Lance, I have so, so much, um, faith in Jordan Love right now. I think he has that tangible. He's handled everything with class. He's got a big arm. I think he's a little bit more of a Brett Favre gunslinger than a meticulous Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to see that probably come to fruition this year. But I'm excited to watch Jordan Love play ball in Matt LaFleur's offense and see
1: what he can do. Yeah, we saw huge strides in... Not only the preseason last year, and granted, it wasn't much time, but that fourth quarter against the Eagles, um, he just looked sharp, right? And there, there was clearly a big progression from previous times that we'd seen him in the, the previous two seasons before that. Um, you know, honestly, what makes me most excited uh, about what we can see from Jordan Love moving forward is that Packers announced Tom Clements is coming back as quarterback coach. And like, that's, that's a indicator to me because Tom Clements, what he's 68 years old. He's been retired before, comes out of retirement, presumably just to keep Aaron happy with the Packers last year. And now Aaron's moving on. I'm sure, uh, Coach Clements probably had a pretty good idea that that was happening because the news just came out in the last week that he's coming back as a quarterback coach and he's clearly has enough of a relationship and is excited enough about Jordan Love that he's going to put his name on it. The guy doesn't need to be coaching anymore, but I'm sure he loves coaching, loves football, but he he obviously takes a lot of pride in what Jordan Love's doing and I'm sure is really excited to continue coaching Jordan Love. And so that's to me, is a huge indicator of the confidence that the Packers have because uh, I'm sorry. Coach Clement could have just hung it up quietly, and nobody would have really thought too much about it. It would have been, oh, well, Aaron's moving on. That was Aaron's guy. But the fact that he's, clearly, he's got to be excited enough to come back and continue coaching uh Jordan Love as he moves into his first opportunity to start, I think that says it all, it all right there. And, and so, um you know, you always look for those little things that don't get spoken, but I can guarantee you that uh, Coach Clements isn't wasting his time coming back to be the quarterback coach, Jordan Love, if he doesn't have a strong belief uh, that this kid could go out there and really ball.
0: That's great insight, man. I got to, I got to ask you a question. Um, Last year, obviously the Packers got close uh, to making the playoffs. They went on that run near the end. I'm wondering though, um, when it looked, pretty hopeless there mid season on a major slide where the Packers were backsliding. And Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, said, you know, once we're out, maybe I'll think about and I'm paraphrasing, but maybe I'll think about, you know, giving up the reins. I have to wonder and I'm curious your take, but I got to wonder if Rodgers was seeing what maybe some of the coaching staff is seeing as well and that maybe Jordan was ready and he didn't want to go out that way um, with Jordan Love kicking the last snaps the last couple of games. Um, and, you know, I think Aaron probably saw the writing on the wall midseason uh, that, you know, maybe Jordan had the talent to be a starting quarterback and everybody understands that in this league you know, you got to go with the younger guy sometimes. So I'm curious, do, do you agree with that assessment? I mean, it's all its all kind of a guess, but I just have to wonder if Rodgers himself maybe saw that Jordan's got something as well.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if you're asking if he was like trying to protect uh, his legacy or like maybe. his ab- maybe ability. He was. Play- yeah, yeah I, I, maybe. I mean, wait, wait, no idea. There's no way. You don't want right to go now, out. But, you don't want to go uh, out right like, sitting on the bench,
0: I guess is what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, no, I think. That's fair. And honestly, I, I don't blame Aaron. I, I think if he kind of knew, I, I think he said today that he kind of had a feeling like this was going to be his last season as a Packer, whether he retired or continued to play. And he, he claims that he was leaning more towards retirement uh, at the end of the season. Um, and so honestly, I think Aaron Rodgers deserved the opportunity to play out all of those games, uh, for what he's done with this, for this franchise, regardless of whether we would have been out of it before that final game of the season. Um, if you already know Jordan can play, Jordan can play. I, I don't think, you know, benching Aaron Rodgers just to give Jordan an extra game or two, um, really would have, you know, it doesn't hurt, I suppose, but, uh, I, I think Aaron, for what he's meant to this franchise, um, regardless if that would have happened, uh, certainly deserve the opportunity to play that out, uh, especially if he felt like that was going to be the last few opportunities, uh, to play as a, the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. So I don't begrudge him, even if he did feel that way. I, I, we have no idea if that's actually true. Um, but I, I certainly, that's one thing that I would not, you know, uh, have any hard feelings, uh, towards Aaron about. And, and look, it's sort of a moot point anyway, because uh, despite the disappointing end to the season, they had an opportunity to get into the playoffs at the end. So there was never a point where they were truly out of it. Um, so how do we know for sure? Um, but, uh, in any event, even if that were true, I, I wouldn't have any, any problem with, with Aaron feeling that way and, and going out there and continuing to play every moment and soaking in every opportunity to be a quarterback of the Green Bay Packers.
0: Wags, so now the, the the big thing is, what do the Packers get in return? Um, you know, how's this going to work out here? I, I'll be the first to say, I have no problem with the Packers. You know, what 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 the cost was yesterday may not be today. The Jets went ahead and signed down Lazard um, before the the trade was official uh, for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they've obviously tipped their hand. And now I think the Jets are kind of over their skis, for lack of a better term. Um, everybody knows that they need to get Aaron Rodgers and land Aaron Rodgers. What do you think is a realistic um, take back for the Packers? Because I don't blame the Packers for digging their heels in at all uh, and trying to get as much out of this deal as they can. Um, it's not every day you trade a four-time MVP, and it, it goes both ways, right? Um, if he's a four-time MVP, and he's well aware of that, and the Jets are as well, um, on the back end i feel like you've got to get some kind of value back so what do you think is a realistic trade uh to to get back from the packers uh for the jets yeah
1: i i think well according to uh tom pellisaro it's not they're not asking for two first so if, if that's actually true i i think the maximum that we should probably be expecting is is one first round pick i don't know if that would be this year or next year um so i i think just be prepared. I know there's a lot of people out there that are really digging in and thinking the Packers should get, you know, two first rounders, a couple seconds, etc. Like get the most value you can. I I don't know what that ultimately ends up being. I think the tricky part, and not to dodge your question, is no. it really depends. We talked about this last last podcast. How much compensation in terms of the salary? Uh, are the Jets taking on and how much are the Packers retaining? Because to me, um that makes a world of difference in terms of the amount of capital that the Packers should be expecting to get back. And look, Aaron Rodgers, despite not having an MVP season last year, is still a heck of a quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. So there's no reason the Packers should accept less than fair market value for him. Um, what is fair market value for a 39-year-old quarterback that has a huge contract and might retire in the season? That's the million-dollar question, right? Um, I, I think it will probably be compensatory picks for next year, depending on if Aaron stays with the Jets beyond next season, maybe something performance-based. Um, so perhaps that escalates up to another first-round pick next year but it's more realistically second or third um are the packers taking players back from the jets all right you know we talked about aaron and his supposed list um well the jets already signed alan Lazard. they've got a pretty full receiver room um would a guy like elijah moore or Corey davis all of a sudden be expendable for the jets uh, that might be a nice veteran to take back if you're the Packers. Uh, especially I'm thinking Corey Davis is, mm-hmm. is pretty similar to Alan Lazard in a, in a lot of ways in, in terms of both production and, and kind of how they play. So, um, you know, I, I don't know, uh, Dane, I guess it's the ultimate answer to the question. I'd like to see the Packers get at least, at least a couple picks. Maybe it's, a uh, a, a, a second and a fourth this year. And, uh, you know, again, uh, uh, another pick next year that should be pretty high, but really tied to kind of what Aaron does, both performance wise and, and if he stays with the Jets, I, I, I'd be comfortable with three picks, especially if realistically you're looking at two of them being a second and possibly at least one first. Um, I know a lot of people out there would say no way they have to get a minimum of first. I just don't know if they're getting this year's first round pick yeah. from the Jets at number 13. Uh, so that might be kind of one of the sticking points right now. I think it's completely reasonable that the Packers get next year's first round pick. Uh, you can say, well, Wax, that's going to be, you know, a, a, a pick in the 20s more than likely if Aaron it plays at least decently and elevates the Jets next year you know, that's fine. It's still a first-round pick. I, I mean, I think there's still valid reasons for the Packers to accept that. um, I've outlined around really having a better idea of what they have with Jordan Love, as high as we both are on him. We still want to see that. And then, do they need to, worst-case scenario, draft a, a quarterback next year? Or do they kind of be able to have a better idea of where the team stands and be able to use a, a, an extra first round pick next year, uh, to really build the team around Jordan Love is, is what I would hope and expect to happen. Um, so that extra capital next year could be really beneficial, uh, just so that you have a better idea of, of what the team is going to look like moving forward. With Jordan Love at quarterback position.
0: Well, it's just odd to think, you know, I, I know we, I think I've been mentally prepared for this day for, Honestly a few years now, uh since the initial news broke around uh what was it, draft day, uh a couple a couple of years ago or whatever I for free agent. I forget when when that broke or where, you know, he wasn't happy. Um but I've kind of been mentally prepared for a while now for this, but it's still it hasn't totally sunk in that, you know, come August Aaron Rodgers is gonna be somewhere else and you know, we, we've got a new starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. We've had Aaron for so darn long. Um our last podcast, we talked about some of the, the greatest hits of Aaron Rodgers, but is there anything else before we uh, pay the bills and then come back and talk about a little bit of free agency there for the Packers? Is there anything else you want to touch on with Aaron?
1: Yeah, I actually have a question for you, Dane. I've been yeah. a little bit critical of how the Packers front office has handled Aaron Rodgers the last few yeah. seasons uh, in a multitude of ways. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. Now, uh, we don't, as of right now, this evening, Wednesday night, know what the actual trade compensation will be. So that might color some of your your ultimate answer to this. But I'm just kind of curious, specifically to the most recent dance with how this is unfolding. How how do you feel about how the Packers organizationally have handled this situation over the last week or the last month or so um as it kind of been become clear that uh, they're going to be moving on from Aaron is is there anything that you know you feel like they could have done better uh is there anything that you think they could have done differently um or do you think that they you know this is just going to be complicated and messy and they've done the best that they can do it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's,
0: it was going to be complicated and messy to a certain extent. It's kind of like a divorce, right? No matter what, I think it was going to be challenging. Even if you end on decent notes, it was going to be a little bit challenging. Um, some of it will come down selfishly as a Packers fan to the, whatever we recoup. If I'm being totally honest with you, but I, I don't, I don't think it's a black and white situation where, you know, all one side is right and all one side's wrong. I think that there's probably, um, a, a fair amount of breakdown in communication on both sides over the last few years. Um, I think that there's probably, um, from what I can tell, Aaron might have wanted a little bit more say in some things. The Packers probably were like, no, <laughs> And they probably didn't communicate that entirely great. I think the Jordan Love situation didn't help things. That probably really compounded the issue is just drafting Jordan Love. Um, I'm not sure. And this is not Jordan's fault at all, by the way. Jordan can't help where he gets drafted, just like Aaron couldn't help where he got drafted uh, years prior. But Packers were close. And, um, you know, it, it, there there is an argument that could have been made a couple of those NFC championship games or, you know, one more first round pick could have been the difference between going to the super bowl right i mean that's just a reality um so i think that it's complicated it was complicated once they drafted jordan love that that you know this day probably was coming i'm frankly a little surprised it's taken as long as it has um for the packers and aaron rodgers to divorce after uh that draft to jordan love but um all of that is a way of saying i'm sure that um duty and the front office probably wishes they would have handled things a little differently at times I'm sure Aaron you know um it, it wishes that to be the case at certain points as well but at the end of the day it was never going to be easy to say goodbye to Aaron Rodgers whether he was going to be in Green and Gold um forever or something else but he played a long time for the Packers really happy for that and now I think we just have to move forward and I I'm, I'm sure Rodgers is going to move forward with his new team as soon as that trade happens and I just hope nobody takes it out on Jordan Love we need to throw as much support behind Jordan as we possibly can. And we need Jordan Love to go out there and perform the way we know he can.
1: Yep, couldn't have said it better. All right, well, Dane, with that, why don't we pay our bills, as you just said. Um, ready for the underdog the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook. The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly
0: plus for a limited time all customers can score a no sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament go to the app opt in and place a no sweat bet this weekend folks if it doesn't hit you'll get a bonus bet back up to ten dollars um i this is normally the place wags where i would talk about the badgers and how how stoked I am for, uh, for Bucky, but unfortunately they're in the NIT, uh, this year. So if you're a fan of Wisconsin sports, maybe we're rooting for Marquette. Um, you know, but, but it's, uh, it's going to be a fun tournament. I think that Duke could be really good this year yet again, but. Weggs, I'm just excited. March Madness. There's nothing like it. It's not quite Packer football, but nothing really is. But it sure is fun, and DraftKings Sportsbook makes it even that much more fun to follow. Pay attention to watch those brackets.
1: Yeah, for sure. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code XXX. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code xxx minimum age eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details all right so dane i think um, following up on that discussion we've got a little bit of news from Free agency and since we last had a podcast the biggest news was the packers re-signing kayshawn nixon and i know there was a lot of nervousness when he went on ig and has the the, the peace sign everybody's freaking out that uh, K-9's moving on. And then, thankfully, we didn't have to wait 10 days. And very next day, uh, we get the news breaking that he resigned on a one-year deal. Uh, looks like a, a really nice contract for both sides. Uh, some nice incentives uh, for him. Uh, but really excited to have Ashton Nixon back in the fold, particularly uh, to see what he can do this full season uh, as a return man. Uh, but also, let's be honest, he's uh, a really good, uh, contributor on a number of other special teams units as well. Um, and stepped in and played really well, uh, in some of the diamond nickel packages when called upon in the defensive backfield last year as well. So, um, he's super versatile. And I think, uh, Packer fans should be extremely excited to have Kayshawn Nixon back in the fold.
0: Yeah, you said it. I mean, he's not just a return man, although he's a phenomenal all pro return man. He plays some pretty good defense, man. I was so impressed by K9 last year. He flies around like a missile out there when they put him in the slot. I feel like he was a huge um, contributor uh, with Tampa Bay against that Tampa Bay game early in the season. Played some really good ball there, Wags. I think they're going to expand his um, responsibilities this year, especially if Razul Douglas ends up playing safety. Don't be surprised if. Uh, Kayshawn Nixon gets in the mix there more defensively. But he's a guy that guys feed off, of, right? He's a spark. He's somebody that can make a big play. You can never have enough guys that make big plays. We've been looking to clean up on special teams, particularly the return unit, for for some time. Kayshawn Nixon provided that. And I think it would have been pretty damning to the front office if they would have let Kayshawn go. Um, especially at the cost they were able to bring him back on. I think it's a bargain deal for both sides. Kayshaun gets to prove it again, and the Packers you know, are able to return, retain his services, probably with the option to bring him back on a longer-term deal after this season. But I, I'm really excited for Kayshawn. He fit right into Green Bay. Um, he's a guy that you can tell the other DBs love to be around, the other special teams dudes feed off of. They like blocking for the guy, which goes a long way as well. Um, he's a team guy. He's a leader. I'm um, really excited to have K9 back. It was also really cool to see him sign the contract, kids on his lap. I mean, th- those kids gotta be so proud. It's really cool to see that. You know, there's there there's that side of it too. That's um, you know, generational changing um, money to make that kind of contract. So excited for K9, excited to have him back. Um and that keeps this core special teams unit together. Team.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I'm kind of curious too. Um he was campaigning last year. Any chance that he gets any snaps on the offensive side of the ball this year? I, I don't think it's totally ridiculous. I, I, I certainly am not penciling him in for a bunch of snaps, but you know, we saw other guys that had kind of that role, that primary return man dynamic with the ball in their hands, um, to a lesser degree of dynamism. Um, Tyler Irvin had, uh, some nice moments, uh, and then had some injuries. Um, Tavon Austin not quite as much but uh they tried to use him in that role uh is it unrealistic that we could see a, a little bit of canine on the offensive side of the ball for snap this year as well yeah why not
0: um he's good with the ball in his hands why not i i mean i i trust that dude to play um, so where, wherever it makes sense for him, I think it probably depends a little bit on how, um, involved he is on the defensive side of the ball. If he's getting a ton of snaps defensively, then, you know, I'd be a little more surprised. But, um, you know, if he ends up being primary return man, getting some snaps in the, in the, the nickel defense and then you know you can mix him in offensively for what a handful of snaps a game maybe manufacture a a ball or two in his hands um, then wouldn't surprise me at all especially as kind of a motion guy Um, he's just that kind of guy he's a dynamic player with the ball in his hands and just I wouldn't be shocked if Matt LaFleur especially now that um, Coach Passaccia is the assistant head coach don't be surprised if Passaccia is not in uh, LaFleur's ear saying hey Get the kid a, a snap or two. You know, it just wouldn't surprise me. And I know Kane and I would love to get that opportunity.
1: Yeah, for sure. So other news, uh, I think I really want to touch on. Uh, Yash Nyman got a second-round tender. <laughs> For the Packers, and I, I know that he ha- was battling some injuries, maybe had uh, not quite his level of expected performance uh, uh, down the stretch of the season, but the dude was hurt. Like, clearly was playing through some stuff. Uh, we saw what he can do over an extended period of time for two full seasons, and so I, I'm really excited by this. Now, technically, he's not been re-signed by the Packers, but um, I saw today that no player in NFL history uh, went into restricted free agency that's received a second-round tender has ever been signed by another team. Uh, wow. So not saying that it can't happen, uh, but that is usually enough. That second-round uh, comp is usually enough to scare teams off. Uh, now, that said, we're already seeing some crazy deals uh, with off- some offensive linemen in free agency. So um, until we've got Yash back in the building... Um, you know, I'll be a little bit nervous about that, but, um, that being said, a second round pick as compensation is not bad. It would sting a little bit to use, to lose him for what he means, uh, to this offensive line group. But at the same time, I think Packers are well positioned here. Um, and, and Josh also has the opportunity to go out and, and try to get. A, a nice contract for himself. So happy for him. And I uh, am hoping that he's back in Green Bay. All indications are that's most likely what's going to happen. Uh, but, Dane, what's your reaction to Yash being tendered? And um, what do you think that means uh, as we're very early in free agency um for how this offensive line can shake out? Because there's a lot of moving pieces, potentially, with this offensive line. We know who kind of some of the main guys are going to be, but not necessarily exactly. Where they're going to slot in, in, in all cases as well.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think the second round tender was probably the right decision for the Packers. Um, I would hate to see Yash leave. I think that, um, he's worth a lot to this organization. They put a lot of work, uh, in with him and he's repaid them for that with really good football, uh, over the last couple of years. But I, I think that Yash projects out to be a starting offensive tackle in this league for, a number of years. And they don't grow on trees. I know the Packers have been fortunate with some of their um, draft picks in mid rounds to be able to land some really talented dudes. That being said, I don't want to take that for granted. I don't want to take Yash Naiman for granted. I'd love to see Yash um, have the ability to start at right tackle for the Packers this year. Uh, and then who knows what happens. I think Bakhtiari will obviously be back this year after the restructure. But, you know, I feel like he's kind of year to year at this stage in his career after this knee injury with the Packers and with his cap number. Um, don't be surprised if, you know, you're able to, if Yash is able to parlay that into a starting right or left tackle job long term for the Packers going forward. He's shown the ability to play both sides of the ball, or excuse me, both sides of the line. Um, I really like his game, Wags, and I actually think he's still getting better. He He seems to be settling in. I mean, two years ago, he had to play left tackle. Last year, he ended up playing right tackle. That is not an easy transition, as he has explained to us. Um Would really like to see him get a full season at right tackle, because I think that he is a starting tackle in this league. And if the Packers don't pay him. I promise you, folks, somebody's paying Yash Naiman to start uh, on their offensive line, and they're going to be happy that they did. So I may as well keep him here in Green Bay and keep him home.
1: Yeah, I, I, go ahead. I think that's great insight. and completely agree with you. Um, so other news, uh, the Packers did not tender Tyler Davis, but basically immediately after, uh, re-signed him. So uh, that tells me that the lowest potential tender is, uh, I I believe it would be around a, a one-year, $2.5 million deal, uh, just a, a, maybe a little bit above that. So most likely, the Packers were able to bring Tyler Davis back at a lower number than that. Seems mutually beneficial for both parties. Obviously, the Packers really like Tyler Davis. We're very high on him coming into uh, last year. Uh, unfortunately, struggled a little bit at times in the preseason and early in the season. But I think he bounced back nicely. Uh, this dude could be in line for a Bob Tunyon-like ascension. You predicted it last year. I haven't given up on your prediction that that could eventually happen. Uh, because we've got a question. We've got a lot of activity in the chat right now. Um, so I, I want to give Tyler Davis his shine and see your reaction to that. But I also think that feeds into a question in the chat when you, after you have a chance to address that, uh, Dane yeah. from, from David here, uh, asking if we think we're going to keep Bob Tunyon. Uh, or drafting a tight end. So um, first, your reaction on Tyler Davis, where do you think he stands uh, moving forward? And how do you see the rest of this tight end group uh, shaping out as we move forward as well?
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, So I'm really excited for Tyler. Um, Big fan of his, right? I like like his game. Not only is a core special teams guy, um, but folks need to remember, I mean, dude was on the practice squad in Jacksonville. And then he came over he's still developing as well tight end i don't care if you are first round pick wings or, or if you're undrafted it takes a while to be proficient at the nfl level at the tight end role um I, I actually really like his blocking ability his inline blocking uh for the packers and i think this is a really good under the radar signing maybe um uh, for the packers to bring him in but um i think it's likely mercedes lewis will be gone uh in um in um from Green Bay, uh, 38 years old. I think he's going to be chasing a ring. Um, Might end up in New York with Aaron Rodgers. But, um, Wags, I wouldn't be disappointed at all if the Packers, um, obviously Tyler Davis is back. Josiah DeGuara is already under contract. And Josiah kind of plays at H-back. He's less of an inline tight end. So while he's listed at tight end, I kind of consider him pullback slash H-back. I still wouldn't be surprised the Packers go high uh, in the draft at tight end, because that is, uh, it seems to be an extremely deep draft for tight end, which is music to my ears. Hell, they might even draft a couple tight ends. Um, but I think the dark horse here, and it came up in the comments here uh, with David, is does Robert Tunyon come back? And I still think that there's a real chance that Robert Tunyon comes back to the Packers. The Packers are going to want to have a veteran tight end that understands the system, uh, that can help stretch the field, that has sure hands. And I think that um, that Robert Tunyon is that guy. He has some of the best hands on this Packers team. If you're looking for a veteran tight end, who better than the guy who's um, you know already been in Green Bay? He's going to be another year removed from that knee injury. And I would love to see the Packers if they can get a friendly deal that's mutual for both sides uh, for for uh, Robert Tunyon to come back. I would love to see Bob come back. Um, so I think that there's a real possibility. And I would actually argue. Better than 50-50 is my guess that Robert Tunyon and the Packers find a way to to um, come to an agreement on another one-year contract. So then we go into draft with um, Tunyon and uh, Dubuara and uh, Tyler Davis, and then with the option to draft, I think at least one tight end, but potentially two, and then we're going to see some battles.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I think I agree with that. The, the reality is, is, uh, Bob Tunyon at his age with his injury history and, 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 you know, he's, he's had some nice years here for the Packers when he's been healthy. To your point, I think that's a steady hand, uh, in that room. He would be the veteran guy. Um, and I think you, having somewhat of a known quantity is Bob Tunyon, someone that's going to probably go out in, you know, light the league on fire from tight end position. Um, I don't want to sell the guy short. I really like him as a player, but at this stage in his career, I, I don't think that's a, a highly likely. That said, I think he can be very productive and, and a big piece uh, of what the Packers need, maybe for at least a season, particularly if you're going to go out and, and continue trying to draft tight ends. They haven't necessarily had the most success drafting tight ends. Uh, we'll still see with the Gara. Um, but, uh, um, certainly, uh, for what they've spent in draft capital over the last few three, four seasons uh, on tight end, um, it hasn't necessarily worked out. Um uh, Obviously the Jimmy Graham experiment and free agency didn't really work out. So I don't see the Packers going out and spending big on tight end and free agency either. Um uh, So at, at that point, Bob Tunyon signed a, a pretty reasonable contract last year. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't probably be in the same position this year. Um now I could be wrong, but I think it's probably mutually beneficial uh, for both parties uh, to bring him back so I, I do agree with what you're saying, and we'll see how that works out. um the numbers will make a difference there and what the Packers want to do, but I certainly think it would behoove them not to go into next season relying on uh, on one or two rookie tight ends uh, in a really unknown group uh, when you've got a new starting quarterback as well um so dane, i, I think just Wait, also wanted. Were you surprised? Go that oh, go. Go ahead. We uh, well, talk, I was going to say
0: Tyler Davis. We talk Kay Sean.
1: Yeah, I was going to mention too that the Packers just this evening news broke that they signed a new new long snapper, uh, Matthew Orzek, Uh He was with the Rams for the last couple of seasons, and uh, uh, supposedly a three year deal uh, for long snappers. So. um I I that does seem to indicate that that was someone that maybe they were targeting um to be a, a long snapper uh, obviously we had Jack Coco came in and won the job last year so um I don't know what the specific details of that contract are if this will be a competition with Jack Coco and and Mac Orzech but um certainly you know it, it could be a change in the guard with the specialist will Mason Crosby be in the plans moving forward. Um, you know, that's a big question mark as well. Um, and we might be in the market for a new punter as well. Um, so that's going to be an interesting thing to, to watch unfold. I, I don't have any specific predictions uh, on either of the latter two positions. Uh, but, uh, just curious if you had any comments or reaction, uh, to the news that the Packers went out and, yeah, invested in a little bit of, uh, I, you know, a longer commitment to a long snapper. I I was a little bit surprised by that, but just curious what your reaction is to that as well.
0: Yeah, I was surprised too, especially the three-year deal. Sometimes you'll see guys get kind of a two-year deal uh, at this kind of role, but then, you know, still go into competition. Three-year deal is a little surprising. I hope Jack Coco gets an opportunity to, um, to, uh, Uh, that's, that's what I'm just going to say on that front. I thought that, um, you know, personal stuff, you know, aside, we have a, we, we've had him on. We love Jack, but, um, you know, I thought that he was improving as a season wore on. I think that he's a guy who can snap in the league. So I hope he at least gets a chance to, to compete with, uh, with Matt Orzik. Matt Orzik, I think, um, you know, a ring with the Rams, he's been around a little bit here in the league, but um, competition's never a really ba- a bad thing. But right now, the Packers have two long snappers, they have uh, two kickers, uh, or actually, they have one kicker under contract. We're still waiting on Mason Crosby, but um, under contract is our, our pal uh, Parker White, um, who, who's really a really big legged kicker from down south, uh, and then Pat O'Donnell at at punter. Uh, so it remains to be seen. I think this could be. Uh, season of flux in the specialists a little bit, especially with Aaron Rodgers leaving. Maybe the Packers find ways to save money on the specialists. But I'll tell you what, Wags, I'm hoping that we, we continue to invest in the special teams because the last thing I want to see is some backsliding under Rich Bisaccia in year two. We're just starting to get out from underneath some of the challenges of special teams. And I think without Aaron Rodgers here, as good as Jordan Love, I think he can be. We're going to need to win on all phases of the game, and that includes special teams. So, I really don't want to shortchange the offense or the defense with um, lesser special teams. So, uh, I want to see good competition. I want to see this team compete. And that's the most important
1: thing to me at this point. Well, Dane, I mean, I, I, I don't think you have to worry about that because the two, the two of the first three signings the Packers made were core special teams, guys. Good, yeah, right? like, good point. So, I, I think. Coach Basaccia definitely demonstrated what an improved special teams unit can mean for the team. I know it didn't translate to the Packers having a better record, uh, but <laughs> clearly, um, uh, but, but clearly special teams for the most part was not the problem last year. So, um, I, I I'd love to see that baseline that was established last year. Um, uh, definitely to your point, that's, that, that's been established. Now let's see if we can raise the bar. Um, I I think that might be a little bit of a challenge to do if you're saying goodbye to Mason Crosby potentially. Uh, but I've got full confidence that Coach Basaccia knows the type of players that he's looking for. For the most part, the guys that he was influential in the Packers bringing in last offseason were guys that turned out to be really good, um, decisions to bring in. Uh, and they performed and they backed that up. So I was skeptical. Going into last offseason that he might have had a little bit too much influence on some of those guys. Um, I was wrong because I think, uh, for the most part, um, the majority of those moves were really good move. Um, Dan, I, I think we're never going to be guys that are going to claim to have sources uh, or inside scoop, yeah. but there is a one speaking of special teams, uh, Ruby Ford. Um, I know that, um, you know, uh, we could, you could say that we've got, a pretty solid sore that he really would love to come back to the Packers. Um, and so I, I think that's a, another indication that some of the guys that we've targeted to be those types of guys on special teams, um, are, are really, uh, do feel like they're connected to the success of that unit and, and would really like to continue to work in Green Bay.
0: Yeah. Wags, uh, and you, you mentioned Rudy Ford. We got to bring Rudy back. Uh, I'll just say it. I thought that last year, um, he came in as a guy that they, I think the Packers thought could be a special teams contributor, but ends up being a, um, big impact player on the defensive side of the ball as well. And, um, he's somebody, you know, that I think could really find a home in Green Bay, um, compete for a starting job potentially at safety. Um, so I, I know that right now we're kind of seeing that first wave of free agency um starting to happen across the league, but I'm really hopeful that Rudy Ford and we've got commenters, uh, David saying, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Um, we love Rudy Ford here on this podcast. We'd love to see him back in Green Bay. Um, I know a lot of Packer fans loved what he was able to do, and I think he can be a huge contributor, uh, going forward for this Packers team. And I'm hoping the Packers make an offer and, uh, that's, that's fair for, for the team, but also that Rudy can, uh, get a payday and, and come back to Green Bay. I think it'd be really important to this team to find some stability and continue to maintain some stability defensively. And Rudy's a part of that.
1: Yeah. And like I said, we don't normally try to claim inside sources, but we feel pretty confident that Rudy has very high interest in returning to the Packers as well. So, um, so Dane, I think stay tuned on that front for sure. So any other thoughts on free agency? I know we didn't talk about Alan Lazard, um, you know, his departure, I think we both predicted that he was not going to be back with the Packers, but uh, you know, good for Allen. I think he was a good Packer um, really enjoyed his time in green Bay. Uh, but with what he got for a contract, I, I, I don't think it made sense for the Packers to invest uh, the limited uh, cap space that they have available, but uh, to bring him back, I, I think uh, they wisely uh, allowed him to, to move on. And I think we, I'm really excited with the, the young guys that we have that, uh, we'll be able to step in and, and probably carve out some larger roles. I, I would not be surprised if not only are we drafting more wide receivers this year, uh, but we'll probably go out and, and look to explore, uh, bringing in a veteran or two, uh, on a more, uh, cap friendly deal at some point, um, on the fringes, but, Um, wish Allen certainly well uh, as he moved forward in his career, but not a big shocker there. Again, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on on that uh, move. uh, No, Allen was just cool to
0: watch, right? It was cool to watch a guy come up and and do his thing and happy for him. Got nothing but good things to say about Lazard. He plays the game the right way. Um, Wish him success unless he's playing the Packers.
1: All right. Very good. Um, Any other thoughts here before we wrap it up? I think we've covered everything that we had planned to you though at this point for this evening.
0: No, just thanks for listening folks. We're going to have some more special guests coming on. We'll be talking draft. We'll be continuing to talk free agency. We've got all sorts of stuff and how we have a little bit more direct. On where this team's going to be headed um, this year. It's Jordan Love time, folks. Get on board. If you follow our podcast, thank you. Tell your friends and also get on board the Jordan Love train because we are leaving the station. Jordan Love, QB1 of the
1: Green Bay Yeah, it's all love moving forward, baby. All love. Uh, so as always, be legendary and go pack, go. Go pack, go. I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't sure with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't the best sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I was. Will...